I am recording, just so you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. I expect nothing less. Yep. I'm uh, not going to say my social security number. <laughs> Great. I would expect that, honestly. So I'm surprised <laughs> you're restraining yourself. Uh huh. Um, I guess for the listener, uh, what you're hearing is me talking into a microphone in my house with my phone held up to it, calling Jesse in Toronto for boots on the ground TIFF coverage. Yep. And she's uh-huh. going to tell us, and Andy and Amelia will all tell us for I don't know how long what they've been seeing. Why don't you, you want to talk first, Amelia, since you're hungry? Yeah, I'm here. What's up, Colin? What's up? What, what you seeing, buddy? Okay, so I saw Boy in the Heron, and then I saw the Beast. What do you think of uh, the Miyazaki? Uh, I think I'm lower on it than most people. It seems like a weird movie to come out of retirement for because it feels like it's dealing with a lot of such of topics we've dealt for in other movies, but in a less interesting way to me. It's very pretty, though. Sure. So it's like, it can't really be bad, but I was left a little underwhelmed. Good score? What? Good score? The score is incredible. The score yeah, the score is so good. The score is the best part. Yeah. What, do you, what did you think of The Beast, Emilio? The Beast? is like really good yeah it's uh it's hard to describe sure i i literally just got out of it so i can't really like uh yeah i can't really come up with words uh i'm I'm sure we'll hear more from you on it but good is the first word yeah, well, we can get yeah, we can get to the beast more later. Then I'm I'm happy to go in not having heard much about it. Mm-hmm. Any anything else? That's all Emilio's seen so far. Yeah. I don't know. I've seen too much. You gotta ask me questions to direct oh, no. me. Well, can we do the movies we've shared so far? Oh sure. We've seen we've seen we saw one movie together, and then there's another movie that we've both seen at different times uh we saw american fiction what did you say uh, which we've been talking about and i think yeah. it is pretty good sure uh yeah i think it's a successful uh sort of like burst onto the scene tiff movie i feel like like I think yeah it's, like, it, it's been a very yeah. successful tiff premiere for it yeah like i was saying last night like oh i'll probably just show, you know i know it's premiering tonight but i'll probably just show up not really heard having heard anything about it and then i woke up and everyone was like holy shit american fiction uh and yeah i don't know i it's i i wrote a little on letterbox it's like not as there are th- a lot of the things that are changed from the book. I find those changes interesting and productive, uh, but there is just a lot that is. It's just like the book is very sort of playful in a way that the movie isn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like you know, I think the movie kinds of ends on a like, 
well, we're not, like, trying to make a point. There's no moral, but, which is good, but the book kind of circumvents that more interestingly than the movie, which just, like, has a bit at the end about how it's trying to not do that. Yeah, uh, I haven't read the book, so I, you know, I just, like, purely, like, had a good time at it, and I was like, it's very funny. There's one line in particular that played very well at a press screen. There was an applause. That was that was what maybe I was like, if it, this movie shouldn't be. I probably to get like that to get applause among like industry people. You know, I was we didn't talk about this, but before Andy got here, uh, I was talking to the person on the other side of me who was one of the producers of Rustin. Whoa, uh, very you know nice guy. But to to get. For that movie to be, like, getting applause in, like, an industry audience did rub me the wrong way a little bit, which sure. is, of course, not its fault. Yeah. I am, uh, you know. I had no issue with that. <laughs> uh, but uh, I did, like, it's very, I do think it, like, it's very funny. Uh, it is, like, a real great, right performance. And, like, yeah. a lot of the performances are really good. Uh, Sterling K. Brown, I it's think, is, like, is very good if maybe a little underused like i feel like i wanted like just like a little bit more from him but i guess it sort of comes together at the end i do think like overall yeah, yeah jeffrey wright's family in like his whole family yeah. unit is like very well drawn and very like real which really serves as a great counter to the rest of it which is much more heightened and silly and, yeah. and acidic so i think it's yeah it's, it's like a really good balance that i think will continue to play pretty well to other audiences it's, sure it seems like it's going to be buzzy soon. Yeah, yeah, it's fuzzy. Uh, you know, it's, a, it's an Amazon MGM release. Yeah, yeah, that was funny. That uh, I, I've never noticed before the MGM logo, starting with their with their uh, right translating their motto into English and then switching yeah, it to the Latin. And then when they switch it to the Latin, they add in the an Amazon company at the bottom. And then it's also an Orion production. Yeah which is an MGM company. Wow. So, a lot of layers. Family affair. But, uh, but yeah, it, it moves very well, I think. It's well-paced and, like, is, yeah, it's just, like, an <laughs> enjoyable time at the movies, so. And then how was uh, Dick's the Musical? So funny. I love funny. it. Sure. That's what I, I mean, it feels like a hard movie to make a trailer for, right? <laughs> yeah, probably. I'd say the trailer, like, isn't misleading. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe not misleading, but perfectly fine i but yeah i wasn't like you know howling laughing at the tra- it's not an exceptionally good trailer sure uh, yeah the movie is so it's cool. very funny yeah i think you know i love nathan lane so much and he sure. gets a lot of great stuff yeah. to do in this movie uh I yeah there yeah well that was there someone asked that because uh josh sharp and aaron jackson they had like just gotten an interim agreement so they were at the midnight premiere and then i was at a public screening that was in imax but had a message saying it was not formatted for imax just in case anyone was unclear sure uh, but they, they were asked about nathan lane and they were like the impression of what the impression they got when they first met him was that like he liked it and took the meeting and like people around him were telling him like don't do, like this is a bad idea you shouldn't do this but like he, they thought that 
he they showed up and he clearly already wanted to do it yeah. like basically they just like talked for a little bit and he was like all right great let's make a movie awesome yeah um but yeah like yeah it's, you know it's clearly like very cheaply produced and sure. like uh you know uh there Larry Charles tries to put like a little bit of visual flair in it. Which yeah, he doesn't always work. He out. was like very devoted. It sounded like to like I want to try and make this feel as much as I can like you're seeing this in a basement in New sure. York, which I guess sort yeah, of works. There's like yeah, there's stuff like oh, there's just like it is like silly in that way and kind of anarchic and like there's just like points at which they didn't fully know that he was still shooting and yeah that it is not like perfectly successful in that way but it is good enough to be entirely worth seeing sure yeah uh yeah i think yeah see it with a crowd i think is the, yeah there's one sequence in particular that like everyone was just laughing yeah a very long time yeah it really was like it's, it feels so good to laugh in a theater Helen. <laughs> I don't yeah. know what to tell you. Yeah. Especially in an IMAX theater. Yeah. Uh, and then... Yeah, uh, the, that was the other funny was about... Uh, basically, the, the first day that they were working was that last scene uh, with most of the people. At least with right. most of the people. And like, Ma- yeah, like Megan Mullally said to them, like, you guys are going to get death threats for this. And <laughs> then she was like, I guess I'm going to get death threats too. Wow. Uh, which is like it is not it's you know they're making fun of the sort of like this isn't really that radical what we're doing and yet she's probably also right yeah um were there any walkouts at your screening there, there were I didn't, people who walked out of the front yeah i didn't so. notice any yeah uh there probably were i i you know i was very yeah, I guess broke. People probably knew what they were getting that's also yeah yeah um and you know, it was a midnight madness screening. Sure. Did you uh, see Silver Dollar Road, Andy? I did. I saw that uh, just a couple of hours ago. The new uh, Raul, Raul Peck. Peck was Raul Peck was here as well as two of the subjects. Um, so they just up, did a very brief Q and A at the end. Sure. What do you um, think? But yeah, it, it was good. Uh, it's another Amazon movie, which I didn't realize going into it. But it's um. You know, it it really does sort of immerse you in this in in the family mm-hmm. and the story, and it, like it, it is. Someone asked him in the Q and A about his choice to like focus in on just the family and not present any of like. There's no talking heads with like the people fighting against them or whatever, which he sure. like was a very deliberate choice on his part that he said some smart things about. Um, so yeah, I, I you know I found it a little bit hard to track at times, but I do think like it's it's an interesting story. It's well told and like obviously like the issues it's dealing with are like very real and very like it made me think a lot about like the concept of property taxes and things like that so it's like it's one of those where it's like it really is like gets you thinking about like systems and institutions and stuff like that in a in a very uh engaging way i would say sure yeah and then uh that was all you've seen right andy that's everything i've got so far yep and then jesse you also saw boy on the heron do you have any yeah, I think I like it more than Emilio, uh, but I, I maybe didn't go in with as strong expectations. Sure. It's like I like Miyazaki, but they're, they're not necessarily like films of his that are important to me. And yeah, this is just like a pretty weird one. Like it's maybe in the like 
I, I can imagine, like, the people who are, like, not into, like, Howl's Moving Castle also not really being into this. Interesting. Uh, it's in that sort of, like, it's pretty, like, it's like an adventure movie. It's not as, like, low-key. Sure, as not as domestic. Some of the stuff that people are, like, really into. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, Amelia is right that it's definitely, like, a lot of recurring themes uh but yeah i i just found it to be mostly pretty fun uh you know it's like it does get darker than i expected in like weird little like i don't know if you can take children to a movie where a child hits himself on the side of the head with a rock and oh. gives himself a concussion, uh, which happens pretty early in the movie, so I'm not, you sure. know, and is not an abundantly important plot point. Sure, sure. Uh, but, yeah, and, you know, it is also uh, about, the premise is that it's about uh, a boy whose father is marrying his aunt after his mother has died. Uh, but yeah, it's it's cool. Um, the heron's cool. There's a lot of great birds. Uh, I'm gonna pause for a sec because sure. we've got a siren. Yep. Not try it. Oh, all right. The siren is moving away. Um. That's... Yep. Yep. You also you saw uh, your first movie was uh, the new Catherine Briette Briette yeah, last summer. Still... Definitely the best feature that I've seen. Wow. Uh, but yeah, that, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just great. Like, it is, I don't know, it's crazy. Uh, just, like, watching this lady and being like, this is so, uh, this is real fucked up. You shouldn't be doing any of this. But I, uh, I, you know, you see what at every step of the way you're like, yeah, I guess that's the natural progression of where your actions are leading. Uh, it's more, you know, it is like, I think, I am not familiar with Briat, but just like from having heard about her, I think it is definitely sort of non-judgmental of that character in the way that I would expect, but also does not preclude the uh sort of natural judgments that uh most people are gonna come to like it definitely is like there's a fair amount of legwork of like showing that like she is a person who like considers herself a good person and has like a sort of moral framework and for how she engages with the world and then uh <laughs> uh Amelia's just returned with a bunch of food. Uh, awesome. But yeah, uh, it's great. Leah Drucker is really incredible. The uh, the son is quite good. Her husband, I was the that performance. I was like unexpectedly. It starts off as like this guy's just a boob and he sucks, and of course she wants to cheat on him with uh, his son, but. Uh, now someone's revving their engines uh, but he, you know that that performance is very good and I think that character you start to 
get a little bit more of a way into and yeah then, I love uh, that movie yeah and then you saw Joanna Arnau's The Feeling That the Time for Doing Something Has Passed yeah that's a lot of now we're getting a lot of revving engine <laughs> briefly respond to the uh, Arnau question which is that that movie is a lot of fun uh, it's a real uh, uh, where do I recognize this face from and it's just some random film twitter person <laughs> uh, but there is like uh, it is very funny like, I've seen I've seen a lot of very funny movies I feel like uh, and that is certainly one of them uh, Mike, I've seen two uh, Michael Cyril Creighton performances uh, both of which he's just playing a sort of annoying office guy though a much more heightened version of that in american fiction mm. and much more grounded in the anna arnau film with the really long title yep. i don't know i'm not dying to talk about anything else off the top of my head i might find a larger group to talk about some of the uh shorts that have been in wavelengths yeah uh, did you want to just got out of that second block Mm-hmm. an hour or so ago and thought that was exceptionally good so i'm sure there will be more on that did you uh at some point human search three did you want to wait on or uh i mean i it's just it's really cool it yeah. is it's maybe more different from the first one than i expected even though it's quite similar uh but it I, you know, I, I think he's been talking about the, uh, the the process of shooting on this 360-degree camera and then selecting the angle sure. afterwards. Uh, and uh, it sounds crazy, but it worked. And he starts doing more, like, insane stuff with that in the back half of the film. Uh I I feel you could probably get like twenty minutes or so in before being like, hold on, something there's something insane about the way that this is shot, and then like as there are more moments where the camera is closer to the subjects, that's where there's like very visible distortion, uh, where it's very clearly uh, not a regular camera. Uh, and yeah, you know, it is just like people wandering around, which is fun. Uh, the other person is sitting here. Looks like he wants to say something. Uh-oh. You're welcome to if you want to. Oh, this is about human search story. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's good. <laughs> you you look to me like you actually have. No, I was okay. just wondering if that's what you were talking about. Awesome. Yeah, okay, great. Uh, yes, that's what I was talking about. The human search three. That can be all for now. (laughs) All right. Talk to you later. Bye.